much for joining us today in episode number 214 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking about running with other people versus running solo. Which one do you prefer? Depending on the kind of runner you are or how you got into running, you might have a preference solo versus group. Today we're going to talk about both as well as the benefits and some of the downfalls of each. This is the Real Life Runners podcast and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So running, most people would think, is a solo activity. Other people might argue that it's completely the opposite. It's purely a group activity. Totally. And there's (laughs) definitely runners out there that would never run solo, but love running with other people and running in a group. Right. So, you know, the the world that we live in sometimes shuts down the ability to run with other people. That affected a lot of runners. Yeah. Turned them into solo runners. It Mm -hmm. took some solo runners and we're like, yeah, this is just what we do. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is a conversation that we have with our cross country team every year. And we are in cross country season now. So. So, you know, those of you that have listened to our podcast in previous years, you know that we're probably going to talk a little bit more about cross country during the fall um, months versus like some of the spring or summer months because we're in the middle of it, right? Yeah. And there's just some good stories and some good lessons that come up from the team, but also like lessons that just keep coming back year after year Mm -hmm. for runners of all ages. Totally. And so what we try to explain to our team every year, especially to the new people on the team, but it's always a good reminder for even our returners, and which is why we think it's such a good reminder for you too, even if you've heard this before, running is in some ways, a solo sport. And a lot of people do think of it that way because it's really just you out there, right? It's not like a basketball team or a volleyball team or something like that where you require other people to do it with you. You can go run by yourself. You can't really play volleyball by yourself in a real game. Like It's not going to go well. You can do drills and you can, you know, practice certain things. Same thing with basketball. You can shoot hoops, but you can't actually play in a game by yourself. No, five on one is not going to go very well in a basketball game. It it doesn't matter how good you are. (laughs) I mean, you could have my level of basketball still, so that's still not going to work well for you. Yeah, your level, definitely. That's what I was going with, my level. You're the one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Send the one. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I'm bringing it. Right. So, you know, there, the good thing about the solo part of it, right, is that you're the one that's in control. You're the one that is in control of the effort that you bring every single day. At the same time, we tell our kids, you know, on the cross country team, it's still scored as a team. Like when we go to meets, yes, there are individual winners. There's the top girl, the top boy in every single race. But there's also team results. And the way that cross country is scored, so maybe those of you that um, have high school kids and maybe your your kid is new to the cross country team this year, we'll just explain a little bit. Basically, every runner finishes in a certain place in the race. And that's the number of points you get for your team. So if you finish first place in the race, you get one point. If you finish 10th place, you get 10 points. And you add up the scores of the top five runners on each team and the lowest score wins. So it's a great way that one person can contribute a very small amount to the score, but if you've got somebody on your team that finishes first, but you also have everybody else finishing in the hundreds, mm-hmm. your team is not going to do very well. That individual can still get individual accolades, but as a team, it's kind of holding things back. And then there's other teams where they might not have the person who finishes first, but the whole team finishes like 
in the top 20. Yeah, 14 through 18. Like, that's the whole squad. Yeah, and the thing about it, too, is that, you know, every single person that you can pass makes a difference, right? So, like, this is one of the things that we tell even our people that – maybe finishing in the hundreds, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they are 134, but if they pass three people on their way to the finish line, they're now 131, right? And that's three points. And there has been plenty of meets that, you know, in our fifth, you know, 10 decade plus coaching experience, 15 years, 10 decades, well, you, well, no, cause <laughs> well, you've been coaching for like 15 years. This is my 15. I've been coaching for about 10. Yes. So that's why, yes. That's 10, why 10 decades 15, is what you're going with. 15, <laughs> <laughs> no, 15 decade, like 15 for you, a decade for me. Ah, there that's you why go. I was good. I was trying to switch it up to like a decade plus, like 10 plus years. Okay. Now I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't really come out well. And I'm just not going to go back and edit this. So, um, in our, Years of coaching. That's not true. We're going to clear all this up in the final take. It'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, there's been plenty of meets that have been decided by one point, right? So every single runner on the team matters because every single runner can score points, less points for our team if they choose to pass some people or if they're able to pass people along the way. Right. Especially as the meets get bigger and bigger. Shoot, we open the season this Saturday. I think there's 27 schools at our opening meet. Really? It's enormous. They basically said yes to everybody that asked if they could be in the meet. They said, nope, we're going to limit it to the first 16 teams. And then then the 17th team said, please. And they said, sure. And they Mm -hmm. just kept saying, it's going to be huge. Yeah. So yeah, you pass anybody. I mean, you get that many teams, seven to 10 runners Mm -hmm. per team, there's going to be a lot of people and finishing 150th is way different than 160th. And that could affect the final score. Yeah. And this is the cool part too, is, you know, even though only our top five runners actually count for our team are, if we've, if we are running 10 guys in the race or girls in the race, runners six through 10 still count. They still matter because they could be passing one of the runners on the other team that could be scoring points. Yes. So So they could thereby like help give other teams lower scores. Higher scores. Higher scores. Yeah, they're not shrinking our score, but they're boosting yes. the scores of other teams. Thank you, yes. Which is, which is also nice. And then it goes beyond that. Sure, there's the whole scoring system, but when you show up at practice, if you're the, and from my perspective of college, if you're the 15th person on a team where only seven matter, it's helpful for the 15th person to push themselves so that the 14th person says, ooh, I am not going to be the 15th runner and they push themselves and it just keeps pushing forward. Eventually you get to that cut between seven and eight where one person's on varsity and one person's not. Like I remember, I think it was my sophomore year we had team training camp and during the workout, which was this brutal workout on this like just dirt road through the middle of like a, a forest. Basically we, we headed off into the woods for training camp in the fall and the coach drove by in a jeep to the kid who was in front of me and i heard this story a couple of months later after the season was done and he drove up to the kid in front of me and said if brown catches you i'm taking him to big east not you Ooh. that made him step his game up mm-hmm. like 
He didn't tell me that. He didn't tell me, if you catch him, I'll take you. He told the guy in front of me. And he was definitely, it didn't matter what was going to happen. He was not getting caught. Mm-hmm. Like that. Way, and that's, I mean, I don't know if that was necessarily the most positive way to, to do it. But you can see how one athlete in a group can push the person in front of them and in front of them. And they keep pushing up until the fastest person is trying to maintain their title of fastest person in the group. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so... You know, being a part of a team like that is very helpful in a lot of ways. And it takes that, you know, running solo aspect and it also means that you are part of this group. But for real life runners that don't have like an in-person cross country team that they may be a part of, there's a lot of other ways that we can look at this. And we want to encourage you today to find your people, right? Because you are not alone. Even if you tend to run solo most of the time, you're still not alone. And we're going to show you how that is actually the case throughout today. So let's start the episode a little bit by talking about training solo. Okay. So training solo has a lot of benefits to it. Yes. I wrote the outline. So open with training solo has benefits because you are a solo runner. I tend to do pretty much all of my running all by myself. Mm-hmm. I wave at people a lot on my runs. Um, you know, now that the cross country season has started up, I may actually join the team for various things, but most of my Much runs... Much to their chagrin. Uh, yes. Somebody asked, I think it was last week, oh no, it's today keep up with coach day? Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 not, not yet. Don't not worry. Yet. Um, Next but, week, maybe. But I do um, most of my runs in the dark at five o'clock in the morning all by myself. Mm-hmm. And there is some benefit to this. Like the mental focus that has to come from doing your run solo is pretty high on the list, I would say, of of the benefits of running all by yourself. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just mental focus, right? Like it, it's, it's the ability to just calm anything in your head, right? Because you're the only one there, right? So sometimes there's chatter in your head. Sometimes you actually have to overcome that. You have to bring more focus. Sometimes it's just allowing your head to kind of relax and just you know, take in what's around you. There's a lot of mental, there's a big mental aspect to running solo. And a lot of people love that, you know, like it's time. I know you've told me this before, how you find solo running very meditative a lot of times. Yeah, very much. And regardless of the pace, really, um, like the running all by yourself when you're with your thoughts, it gives you a chance for like the thought to come in. But especially if you are pushing a little bit harder, it's one of those things people talk about when when you go through a practice of meditation, you're supposed to just have the thoughts pass through your head and not just dwell on the thought and, and follow that down whatever rabbit hole. Just let the thoughts drift through your mind. When you're trying to hold like a, a tempo effort, like a pretty solid effort, thoughts, random thoughts will show up in your mind and you don't have the time or energy to, to let them be there. Mm-hmm. So it really is meditative because the thoughts come in and then you're just like, no, 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 I have to stay on pace. Right. And that's going to require more mental focus and have you like find strategies to overcome these challenges, right? Like of when you do have these thoughts of wanting to slow down, you're going to have to find ways within yourself to overcome those and keep pushing. Right. I think most people who have run uh, ever realize that running the the physical and the mental aspect are really intimately intertwined. 100%. That... But the mind is in control. Mind's in control. But the fatigue, the body's messages that you're really tired and you need to stop come way before you're actually in need of stopping. Mm -hmm. And that's like the physical messages and your mind's ability to overcome them when there's no one else around to distract you, Mm -hmm. when it's just you. In a group, you can 
try to distract yourself with the other people. You know, you just kind of focus on just staying on the pace with the person next to you or in front of you, you try and go with your group. When it's just you, you have to come up with mental tricks and strategies to stay on pace when all of your thoughts are saying, no, 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 it's time to slow down. And you have to try and find the will to keep pushing at that point. Right. And I mean, this is very much akin to like things that come up in our lives as well, right? Obstacles are going to come up in races and also in the rest of our life that we have to tackle our not on our own. We might have support along the way, right? We might have um, certain things that can make that somewhat easier, but there are a lot of times that we just have to figure it out and we have to do those things on our own. This is sort of connected to that you're 100% responsible for all of your actions. Mm -hmm. Like when you are the person in charge of running, you get to control the pace. You get to decide whether you pick up the pace or slow down. I forget who said it. I heard this a while ago that at every second of every run, whether it's a training run or a race or whatever, at every second, you can choose one of three options. You pick up the pace, slow it down, or stay the same. Or stop. Like, but that would be slow it down substantially. Mm -hmm. But like you get to make that choice over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And when you get to kind of be in that pace of, of discomfort and, or unsure of what to do next, the experience of making these choices in running in an uncomfortable situation, continuing to stay in that uncomfortable place really does have some good carryover to life of saying, this is an uncomfortable place and I don't have to panic. I don't have to freak out. I can stay in the uncomfortable place and get the thing done because I've shown that I can do that. So it teaches your brain that essentially you're building a habit here of when difficult situations arrive, I don't panic. When difficult situations arrive, I can ride that out. I can stay in the uncomfortable and I can actually be in control of the situation mentally, whether it's a mental challenge, a physical challenge, whatever the situation is, you know that uncomfortable does not necessarily lead towards panic. You have the experience of being in that type of situation. Yeah. Another benefit of running solo is that you can run your pace rather than getting wrapped up in a group. And this is one of the downfalls, in my opinion, of group running in general, right? Because I love a group. You know, like we said earlier, Kevin is more of a solo runner. I'm a little bit of both. I was definitely... I definitely swung towards the group like I was doing pretty much all of my runs with the group for a while there and then obviously with COVID hitting I went back to doing a lot of them solo and still doing like some with like one buddy you know Um, and then gradually kind of worked my way back into the group but now I really do like doing both like I, I really appreciate my solo runs and I also appreciate my group runs and one of the things that I have noticed on the group runs is that sometimes you do tend to get caught up and then you start running at a pace or an effort level that's harder than you should be running so by so you know running on your own it helps you to really listen to your body more. It helps you to understand your own effort level, um, making you run easier, you know, so that you can actually listen and, and, and check in with yourself and say like, am I running easy enough right now versus, okay, I just have to keep up with the group because you don't want to be left behind. Right. A lot of this happens, I think, depending on how chatty your running group is. And yeah. I've never been in a running group that was not super, super chatty. Um, you know, in, in the years of running with various kids on the teams, uh, sometimes I'll go out and there's not like 
a deep conversation happening between me and random high school kid. But mm-hmm. um, in group runs, you know, back in high school, back in college, anytime I've had like a big pack, it's, it's nonstop conversation. And so you think to yourself, oh, this is an easy pace because there's a constant conversation happening. And when you pause and think about it, you're like, well, how much are you contributing to that conversation? Mm-hmm. How much is anybody actually contributing? Or is it just so many people in the group that the voices are constantly going, but everybody's actually speaking in like two to three words at a time? Mm. That's no longer easy effort for anybody. Yeah. Everybody's pushing it a little more than they, they probably need to. Yeah. And the other thing that it you know running solo allows you to do is that you get to just follow your plan without comparison, right? Like yeah. you don't have to try to adjust your plan to like fit somebody else or try to work it out you just go out there and you do do the job you know whatever's on your plan which you know I I hope that you are following some sort of plan if you have a goal if you're trying to improve your running you should be following some sort of plan so you can just go out there and follow your your plan you don't have to worry about what anybody else is doing yeah which is really helpful because it just automatically takes away the comparison aspect of oh well I'm training for this race and the person that I'm training with is training for the same race so we better be doing the same workout or I need to be doing it at least as fast as they're doing it. And that's not necessarily the same, same case. Like you might have two completely different training plans. Even if you're going for the same race in the same goal time, you're two different runners. So it could take two totally different paths to get there. Mm -hmm. So it just eliminates the, the possibility of comparison Yeah. or having to just adjust your plan to the other people in your group because no one wants to do your speed work that day or no one wants to go easy that day. Everybody else was doing a speed work. Yeah. And sometimes that's what has happened in our group before is like people w- will have different workouts. And so you kind of end up running by yourself anyway, you yeah. know, like we all kind of meet up and then depending on what everybody's doing that day, like there might be one person that goes off on their own and two people that kind of go do something else. So you kind of end up running alone anyway, but you still have that connection to the group, which we're going to talk about in a second here. Um, but finally, you know, one of the the last benefits, I'm sure there are probably more. And if you um, follow us on Instagram, please let us know, reach out, send us a DM and let us know what you think we may have missed um, in this episode of other benefits of running solo. But one of the great benefits, and I want Kevin to definitely talk about this more, um, is that silence and that meditative recovery of a solo run, right? Like running can be a very meditative activity, like he was just talking about, where you kind of have the thoughts and you let them pass through. I think that sometimes we when we go out on our solo runs, we try to put something in our head, right? I know I do. I love listening to podcasts on my runs. Um, and so that's usually what I will listen to because there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of mentors that I love to listen to and running is a great time. My solo runs are a great time for me to catch up on those things, but there's a lot to be said for just going out without anything in your ears and just paying attention to what's going on around you. It gives you a chance to tune into your body in a way that most people don't do. Like even if you have like a a relaxation practice, a meditation practice, some like few minutes that you set aside, most people set aside a few minutes. If you go off on a long run, you could be out there for like an hour or two with you and your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of other activities that allow you to do that where you can just go and keep putting one foot in front of the other you get into this rhythm of the footfall and your breathing 
if you're not pushing super hard, like on an easy long run, is so meditative. I mean, how many people have the shirt or would totally wear the shirt that says, I run to get to keep the crazies away? Mm-hmm. Like that's what so many people do. That's that's what running does. So if every time you go out there, you're putting music or podcasts or books on tape or something in your ears, it doesn't really let you just tune into yourself and, and experience the calm of the run. I know now that my long runs are stretching out even longer, I will sometimes do a combo. I'll do um, in the real dark of the morning when I don't feel quite as safe to have so much going on in my ears. I'll do that where I just listen to myself and the world around me. And then on the back half, sometimes I'll put a podcast in. I was just about to suggest that. Yeah. Like, especially if you're going to do it on a long run, you can kind of do both like yes. a portion silent and then a portion with a podcast or music or whatever you like to listen to. I think that's a really good way to go. Um, a lot of times. So while there are a lot of benefits running solo and please let us know if you know, we missed any, Training in a group has a lot of benefits, and that's really what we want to focus on kind of for the rest of the episode. If you don't run with actual partners, there's definitely a way that you can get some of these benefits without running in person with someone right next to you. 100%. We'll get there too. So training in the group has a lot of benefits, and one of them is an increased variety of runs, right? So most of your running should be easy, right? And that's pretty easy to understand. You go out there, you're at a conversational pace, it should feel easy. But sprinkling in speed work often increases the benefits that you get. And again, we would recommend that you follow a training plan. But local running groups are a great way to incorporate some speed work into your plan. There's a lot of running groups that really only get together for speed sessions. Now, you've got your group that seems to have a run every single morning, like six or seven different runs going every morning around the city of different meetup groups and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And some of them are just, we're going to meet up, it's going to be a 30-minute run. Some of them have different speed works to it. Over the weekend, there's so many different long run groups, like especially as like race season is is starting to move forward, especially down here, where it's like, all right, this group's doing 10 miles, this group's getting together even earlier because they're doing 14 miles, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, but there's a lot of like, if you have a specialty uh, running shoe store in your area, in all likelihood, they get together once a week and have a speed run. Yeah. So a lot of times the local running groups will get together for a speed session or a hill workout or a long run. Or a long run. Those are pretty much the times that they get together. And then basically the other times you got to run on your own or find somebody else. Right. You're on your own. If it's just a relaxing, easy run, you can meet up with a group for speed and then you don't have to try and figure out what the speed is. You just do what the workout is. Mm -hmm. Like it's, uh, I mean, it's, it happened before CrossFit came around, but the whole workout of the day, yeah, like that's what it was. You just show up at the speed session, not even knowing what it is because you're just like, oh, Thursday night speed session with the running group. Right, exactly. Another benefit of the group is a common goal, right? Like a marathon training group would be a perfect example of this. You know, we have a local marathon training group with our local tea local specialty running store. It just kicked off. Yeah, it did. And so, and they have a a marathon training group every single year. You know, it starts in the summertime, it runs through the winter and depending on what 
marathon you're training for, you can, you know, kind of jump in with whatever. But everyone in that group has that common goal of training for a marathon. It might not be the same exact one, but they're all out there doing the same thing. So they're all going to experience the same like ups and downs that come out of marathon training. Right. Like everybody knows, all right, well, how far is your long run built up to this weekend? Oh, what kind of speed are you putting in? How many, what pair, number pair of shoes are you on? And, <laughs> like people have all sorts of stuff that yeah. comes up because they all have the same general like issues that need to get addressed over the course of that training cycle. And it's great too for newer runners, like if pe- especially people that maybe are doing their first marathon to be surrounded by other people who have done it before. You know, because there are people that come and join that group year after year after year, they're always training for a marathon, just never know which one it might be. Yep. Sometimes for some of them it's the same one. They love doing the local full marathon and that's yes. just what they do every year, right? Um but that's such a benefit of like just surrounding yourself with other people that are doing the same thing as you, right? So there's the quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that is very true. So if you want to be a marathon runner, finding other marathon runners that you can learn from and um, sympathize with and empathize with and understand each other is a huge part of your success in that, or at least your enjoyment. Yes, a huge process. part of your enjoyment. Yeah, it, it does definitely help you get towards the goal. But beyond just like uh, a specific race goal, marathon, half marathon, whatever it is, runners in general are striving for consistent improvement mm-hmm. in, in their health, in their lives. They want to just feel more in charge, feel more like energetic. And that itself is a common goal. Absolutely. Even if it's not trying to cross a certain finish line, it has that common push and then sympathizing with each other. So everybody's working towards that as a goal. If you surround yourself with other people that are like, yeah, I'm trying to just generally improve my health, that's going to help you stay on the track of generally improving your health. And... In the whole idea of you are basically the five people you surround yourself with, well, you're also one of the five surrounding other people. Mm -hmm. So you're contributing to the people that are surrounding you. Mm -hmm. And so it's this whole cyclical thing. So you striving towards something helps somebody else the same way that their striving helps you. It goes back and forth and everybody kind of keeps lifting higher and higher. Yeah, for sure. You know, even on those times where you might not be training for a race, like there are times I know I've used this phrase before where people ask me what I'm training for and I say, oh, I'm just training for life, right? Like I'm training to be better in life. I'm training to help run, you know, with the stress and anxiety that's going on. I just, running can help us deal with life better in a healthier way, right? And that's something that all runners can definitely connect to. Um, Another benefit of running with a group or someone else is that you have someone to push you beyond what you thought was possible. And I know that I've definitely gotten this benefit from running with the group, right? Some people that I run with, um, when they see me do runs or speed work or whatnot, they're like, you are so fast or you this or you that and they have a different vision of you than you might have (laughs) which is often far beyond the limits that you've for whatever reason placed upon yourself totally people can see things in you people can see potential within you that you very often cover underneath 17 different limits that you've imposed from various issues throughout your life that you're like nope can't do that can't do that Mm -hmm. we'll never be able to do that yeah you stack all these on no one 
one else sees all of those issues. They just see you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes being surrounded with some people that point out what they can see. And then someone else comes in and you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're definitely really fast. Your potential for this. Yeah. If you get told that over and over, you start to pull some of those limits off the top of you and get a little bit closer to what that actual potential really is. Yeah, I know that I've actually done this for many people that have told me this. I've got one um, in particular that I'm thinking of who's a member of my running group. And, you know, we were just out on a casual run one day and I just made a comment to her because she's told me this a couple of times like since then. Um, And I was just, we were just chatting about different things. And I just said, you're so much faster than you even realize. You do this for so many people. You help just pull limits off of all sorts of people just with that simple comment because people know that you're not BSing them. Well, because I don't BS. No, you don't. And so I just just said that. And this was just a, a part of our, you know, casual running conversation on one of our long runs. And after that, like... To see what she's done since then, I think that was maybe two years ago, maybe even three, it's been so inspiring to watch. Like, she's done a half Ironman since that, and her pace is just out of this world. Like, she just keeps getting faster, and she's pushing herself more, and she's, like, said to me multiple times, like, whenever when you said that to me, it was just, like, you know, a- allowed me to then try harder in some way right it, it, you essentially said you don't have to have all of these chains on you yeah. you don't have to go s- that slow mm-hmm. just go ahead and and run and see what happens right just see what happens if you go a little bit faster in the same way that i was able to do that for her and other people people have done that for me as well you know mm-hmm. people see in me things that i don't always see in myself right so this is something that we do to like for each other and you know, beyond that, like sometimes it's just fun to train with people that are faster than you, right? Because you might be a little bit further back, but it's like having someone that's a little faster than you, that's just up ahead of you a little bit that you just have to chase in your workouts makes you push a little bit harder because you don't want to just keep falling back. And my friends and I kind of joke about it now because you never know who is going to be the fastest that day. Like sometimes <laughs> you do, depending on who you're running with, right? Like if, if there's always that like stud in your running group that you know is faster than everybody, you know that they're going to be fast. But if you're running with people of similar ability levels as yourself, you never know, right? Because there are some days that what your friend might be feeling fantastic and you might not be and so you're going to be chasing them and then there's going to be other days where you feel great and maybe they don't and they're going to be chasing you and that's one of the things that also makes it so much fun it's like you never know who's going to be on top and it's not like a competitive thing necessarily like it's not like I'm trying to beat her and, and that but it's like they just push you to pull more out of yourself like they they pull you along well because you feel connected to this person they're not some like crazy superhuman that you've never met before they're that person that you go out for a run with you know they're they're your friend that you've gone for however many runs and had coffee with like Mm -hmm. they're a completely normal person so the fact that they're a couple minutes faster makes you think well if they're a couple minutes faster, I could probably be a couple minutes faster because yeah. they're not some like superhuman that you're trying to compare yourself to. So you can see how that works. The same thing happens on our cross country team. If we've got some kid out there who's substantially faster, but they just are another kid at the high school, they're like, oh, well, 
I can probably keep up with them. Like they're just another kid at my high school. Whereas if I go out and run with the kids, they immediately justify that I can be faster because, oh, that's coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you put it at, well, that's just another high school kid on your team. And they're like, oh, you're right. I should go run with them. Yeah. And that's one of the fun things that we've got on our team already this year. We have two, our two top guys are close. We don't know what's going to happen yet with these two. I really and don't. It's, and it's going to be fun to watch. And I was talking to one of the kids' dads today and I was like, this one, this is going to be fun. And apparently these two have known each other like through soccer. They've known each other for a, a long, long time. time, you know, and have always kind of had that healthy competition between them. So it is going to be fun because we thought that one of them was faster than the other. And then the other one's kind of like, oh, okay, if he's going to push to that level, then I can push to that level. And so the two of them are really going to help each other become faster and faster as they keep training. Yes. At some point, we're going to have to have keep up with coach day. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> That'll be fun for sure. So another thing, um, another benefit of having a running group or running friends is that you have someone supportive who understands what you're going through, right? Your non-running friends don't really understand it. Like they can support you. They can love you. They probably don't want to hear all about it. Whereas your running friends do want to hear about it, right? Your non-running friends don't really get it. They don't understand the level of importance that you put on your long run. They, They don't understand why you would go home early on a Friday night because you have a long run on Saturday morning. You know, your running friends get that, right? Your running friends understand how frustrating it is when they change your favorite shoe style. You know, when they update this year's model and it doesn't quite feel right. It doesn't quite feel like last year's. The 13 fit me perfectly. How come the 14 doesn't? Why did they put this extra stripe over the top of it? Right. And your non-running friends are like, seriously, it's the same shoe. Like, who cares if there's a stripe? And your running friends are like, yes, that it totally hits your foot differently uh-huh. and yeah. they get it. Blister on the little toe every time. Every I understand. Every time, yep. right? Like they understand it when that race that you're running is a little long. Like when the race course is long and you hit your watch and it's not 13.1, it's 13.2, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Or the other direction on that, oh, if, if, it's you, short. if it's short, if you run a 5K and your GPS watch says that it's three miles mm-hmm. and you're pretty sure it wasn't like in the middle of a city, so you're pretty confident in your watch being correct your non-running friends don't care they're like they're (laughs) They're like you ran a 5k sure and your running friends get the difference between it your running friends understand why at the end of a run some of you out there listening will just run back and forth in front of your driveway repeatedly so that it will end exactly at (laughs) point zero zero on your watch and your non-running friends are like what are they doing out in front of their house exactly your your running friends also understand your willingness to push through pain when you can logically stop, right? Like, and that requires support sometimes with other people that are as crazy as you. Like, we always talk about, like, runners are, we're, yeah, we're all a little crazy because we put this on ourselves because, you know, non-runners are like, why do you do that? Like, that seems so uncomfortable. And you're like, yeah, and I'm going to go out there and, and do it anyway. That's why I do it. I do it, it makes because no it's uncomfortable. <laughs> right, exactly. But like when you have running friends and training partners and, and people that understand you, it's just a different kind of connection than people that don't get that. That's one of the popular shirts on the high school kids. Yeah. I know that our the stud on our team last year, it was one of her favorite shirts to wear. It said uh, cross-country run, oh, cross running is... 
100% mental and we're all insane. Mm-hmm. Like that was like one of her favorite shirts to put on because it just, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to non-runners. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with anything in your life, any identity that you have. Like mothers, like I'm a mother and other mothers are going to understand my struggles and why I'm doing certain things better than non-mothers, yes. right? Like other women, and I have friends that are both, and I love all of my friends, but there are just people that understand you. Like I have also friend, friends in business, entrepreneurs, like that understand the struggles that I'm going through in business and trying to provide value and what, you know, all of the struggles associated with that and all of the mind work you know like all of the thoughts and the beliefs and all these things that are coming up they get it you know where my friends that are not business owners don't quite understand it yeah you need to have a group of people that that get all this stuff they understand the struggle and they understand the jokes that no one else actually think are a joke like (laughs) that's an important thing and you can tell the group that you you're into like on social media as you scroll social media figures out which groups you find you fall into and they'll show you the appropriate humorous things for you to to see because they know that you'll get the joke like it helps to be in a group that has the inside joke if you're not in the group the jokes aren't funny right right um and you know maybe you're lucky enough to have these people in person right like maybe you have running group um maybe you have a running buddy or running friend that you do some of your runs with but even if you don't we want you to understand that everyone has training partners they just may come in all sorts of different forms there's lots of different uh, i have all sorts of training partners and I run past most of them on the regular basis on most mornings. You know, the person walking their dog that you see every morning, that guy on the bike that does the same loop that you do, but he does it backwards. I don't know why he does it backwards, but he does it backwards because well, he clearly, probably thinks you're doing it backwards. No, no, no. He's the one doing it backwards. It's obvious. Um, <laughs> but this is the thing is I lost the guy on the bike who does the loop backwards because I used to see him when I would get up at six in the morning. But now that school's starting oh, to have to go at summer. five in the morning. I don't see my, he was one of my training guys. Mm -hmm. I saw him on the bike every single time. The older guy, right? No, younger guy. Oh, I don't know. Younger guy started getting in fitness. Clearly he, cycling was his activity of choice and he was out there to lose weight and he was pushing. He was great. Um, And like we would say hi, we'd pass each other twice every loop because we hit on like opposite sides of the loop. That was one of my training partners. You know, the regulars on your weekend long run, even if you don't know their names, like I know you head out to the beach uh, up and down A1A every mm-hmm. weekend. There are dozens of people that you see every weekend yep. who you don't know. Right. But we have stories about all of them. Of course you do. Yeah. And there's like, there's the, the guy that always walks his two dogs. Like, so there's all, there's the runners. There's also the cyclists. There's the walkers that you always see out there also. Um, it's fun when I see people around our neighborhood that are also running on the beach on Saturday mornings. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Like the, the one guy, you know which guy I'm talking about. The guy that used to run on the treadmill at the Y. He's been looping our neighborhood recently. I yes. saw him on my long run this weekend. And he runs on A1A on Saturday mornings a lot of times, too. Well, apparently he was in our neighborhood on Sunday morning. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, you have all sorts of people that you could consider your training partners, right? Like, in some ways, it, they don't provide the same amount of support, right? If they don't know you and you don't have conversations with them. But in, in other ways, like, when you see those people... 
it kind of makes you happy, right? Like, I know that, like, there are certain guys, like, especially, like, the older couples that I see out on A1A um, walking together. Sometimes they're holding hands. Yep. Like, sometimes it's like this, this, there's this one old guy that has this little, like, brown dog that we see every, every morning, you know, every yep. Saturday. And I know that there was a couple of weeks there where we didn't see this one older gentleman with his dog and like my friend commented on it she's like where's that guy like we we haven't seen him i hope he's okay yep. you know and it's just like i i really hope he is okay you know but i one of the things like so there's these training people that you just there are people that are out there on the regular on your same running loop and you don't necessarily know who they are, know their name, but you can say hi to them. You do the the wave or whatever. There are some other runners that I pass, you know, often going the other direction because apparently I run all of my loops backwards because I often run past other people heading towards me. Um, but if you see other runners, instead of hi, that, that sensation, that lift that you get when you look at another runner and you say, looking good, like, you just get such a personal lift. I don't know if you do. I do. I feel like this definite, like, sensation of, huh, running just got easier because I said good job to that other person that I just passed. That's my training partner. Like, I get a little lift every time I say looking good, nice pace, looking strong, whatever it is to, you know, other runners out there. I get a benefit from that. And that's something helpful for having a training partner. You can also find, you know, training partners um, at the local running store, right? Race directors, race volunteers, like those people are all out there helping you train your best or run your best or race your best, right? So in a sense, they're all out there helping you, right? And, And when you have those people around you, even if they're not side by side running with you, they're out there supporting you. Right. They're definitely there 100% in support. So they're not taking steps stride by stride with you. But where are you going without the local running store to provide some shoes and socks and nutrition on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. If you don't have race directors devoting hours of time, like when I was selling shoes down in Miami, they were also, they put on a lot of like bigger races down there. When I sold shoes up here, they've got a whole like side race directing company that they have also. The countless hours that it takes to put on some of these bigger races is enormous. That's what people do for a living, let alone the volunteers who are out there. Think about how early you have to get up to go run a marathon or half marathon. Now to just be the person who's going to stand there at a table and pass out water. Mm -hmm. That person also got up at four o'clock to help you run your race as best as possible while trying to hand you a cup of water where you're essentially going to splash water all over them and hopefully not spit on them. Right. Like that's that's what they signed up for. That person is part of your support crew. Yeah, and so if you haven't, make sure you say thank you to them. You know, like don't see them as like annoying because they gave you the wrong thing. Like they were supposed <laughs> to give you a Gatorade and they gave you a water instead or vice versa. Like that person is a volunteer and they're there to support you and all the other runners that are there. Um, you know, family, friends, and neighbors, even if they're not runners, they don't. They might not get it, but they're going to support you anyway. They're going to love you anyway. Um, and it's important that you recognize them also as part of your training partners, especially if you're doing a bigger race like a marathon. You know, your spouse, your kids, like they might be making some sacrifices 
what you know to support your training because you're going to be spending more time running or more time sleeping or more time away from the family and you might need your spouse or your partner or the kids to kind of pick up some slack because you are more focused and dedicated on your goal right now right and so that is a hundred percent your support crew you're not getting to that race without the support of your family and you'd be like oh well my family doesn't really support my running they do like they they may more tolerate it but even at that level like there has to be some commitment from them that you're able to put in the hours out on the road that you're you can get in the training that you can get in the racing also yeah and then don't forget about those complete strangers that you might be inspiring when you're just out doing your thing you know i know that I'm probably not alone when I'm driving down the road and I see a runner. I always look and see like my first thought is like, do I know that person? You know, like, cause I always like to watch runners. And then my second thought is like, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, they're really moving today or whatever it might be. Or, oh, I need to get that run in. Like, and you never know who you might be inspiring. Like maybe someone is driving down the road and they see you running and they think to themselves, huh, look at that person. Like, well, if they can do it, I can do it, you know? And you could completely change someone's life just by being out there doing what you're doing not even realizing who you're inspiring along the way yeah or you know when you're driving home from work and you see somebody else out there on the road and running you're like man i was really tired and i didn't get a run in this morning i was not going to do it but look I've passed four runners on my ride home, yeah. so clearly it's possible to go outside and Maybe run right now. Maybe it's not as hot as I thought it was, right? <laughs> you, know, it's, it, you can put some pretty good inspiration out there mm-hmm. um, just, by, just by doing what you do. You, you're not quite sure who you're going to inspire. So there's all sorts of different people that are your support crew and that you can be support for others even if you don't realize that you're support for others. Right, because ultimately we all need training partners. No matter where you are in your running, you need someone there to support you. Even if it's just one person, even if it's a whole group of people, like there's just something that gets added to your running when you have a support crew and you acknowledge who is there supporting you along the way. Right. There's one of those uh, proverbs out there that gets assigned to everyone. Confucius, Einstein, African proverb. I'm not sure where it is. <laughs> Usually it gets African proverb assigned to it. Really? Yeah. Which essentially is... The here's, here's No. Here's a chunk of wisdom and we're not sure where it came from. So yeah. it gets acknowledged as African proverb well, or we Confucius. All, we all came from Africa at some point, right? Perfect. And the line is essentially, and it comes in various ways, but it's something to the effect of... Uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go farther, go together. Mm. And it's a great line. Like, sure, you can go a little quicker if you're not bringing a group with you because you can just go. But if you really want to get somewhere, like if you're trying to see how far you can go, that's when the group shows up. I mean, I would argue that if you want to go faster, the group is also helpful. You know, I know that I've been pushed by a group before and you know, being a part of a group and having training partners that believe in me also has made me a faster runner so i would say both would benefit you'd benefit from both yes so if faster you want, and farther if you want to get as far as you can as fast as you can you certainly need a support crew as <laughs> you someone need some sort of support crew right as someone who's looking to get into ultras myself here i'm looking i'm looking at the possibly the captain of my support crew right here so <laughs> like it's helpful to have other people and if you're out there looking to train and test your limits you need a crew you need a crew that helps you one see what those limits even are 
find some people that can help push towards those limits that can support you when it seems like you're not reaching limits. Like you need somebody in all sorts of different aspects. You need all sorts of different support. Absolutely. And if you're looking for that support, we've got an amazing training team that we would love you to come be a part of. Okay. The real life runners training team, there are so many benefits of being a part of the team. You get training plans, you get coaches, you get a a training system, but you also get teammates. You get accountability, you get support, you get love and all of that along with everything else that's inside the training team. But there is just this, I mean, the people that are inside our training team right now, I just love every single one of them. And they are such a special group of people in the way that they support each other. And it is so beautiful to see. And it's literally people all over the world you know we have people in various countries throughout the world and all sorts of different time zones but they're all there trying to be the best version of themselves trying to push their themselves and test their limits and support each other along the way yeah community helps build even better runners and it's really it's the running community that you really want it's the runners at their best yeah for sure so if you're interested in the real life runners training team feel free to go to our website real life runners dot com forward slash team and you can find out more information about that um one more final announcement i meant to say this at the beginning of the episode we do have a free class coming up um in august august 31st that is next tuesday at noon eastern um time eastern daylight time we're still in daylight savings time right yep so 12 p.m eastern daylight time we are going to be talking about the runner's journey and proven ways that you can improve okay three keys specifically to help you improve and move up a level in your runner's journey we'll be talking all about that next tuesday august 31st so please join us for that free class you can head over to the website realliferunners.com to sign up for that today all right so as always guys thank you so much for joining us this has been the real life runners podcast episode number 214 now get out there and run your life. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out the Real Life Runners training team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life. We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.